What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Keep It Posy podcast. My name is Jasmine, and this is episode 29. I hope you're all having a good week so far. And I just wanted to quickly remind everyone, we're all able to do something positive for someone today. Anything. But that one thing will mean something to that someone. This week's guests are Alyssa and Andy, two members of Attic Salt, a punk band out of Springfield, Illinois. They both play guitar and share the mic on vocals. In this conversation, we talked about their new album, Fest, Jack's Mannequin, MC Hammer, and more. Here's my conversation with Alyssa and Andy on the Keep It Posy podcast. Hi. Hello. <laughs> well, thank you guys both for hopping on. Uh, the album was one of my favorites of 2020. And thank you. I didn't even like hear it till like maybe a couple months after it was out oh wow like, dude like because i didn't know of you guys before so that's how i found out about you guys so nice uh, thank you it's uh it, it's an awesome uh album and it, i had it on rotation for quite a bit awesome yeah so you. <laughs> you guys released it last year get wise and mm-hmm. You know, the pandemic just changed things around for everybody, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. How how did it how did that affect the recording process and all that for the album? Well, we actually did a lot of the recording before everything had kind of went down. So Yeah, we, we actually finished re- everything up. It was like fall of August, September of twenty nineteen. Yeah, we're we kind of slow it. moving when it comes to doing stuff. So like it had been recorded, we had just like had been moving through the process. So we didn't like record it while like the pandemic was going on. Yeah, we. It also just took us a while to shop it around to different labels and stuff like that because our label for our first album didn't want to do a second one, and so we were shopping around <laughs> to get it on vinyl. And then I do think the pandemic did slow down the process of getting the vinyl pressed a little bit. Yeah, but it really didn't matter to us because we had to scrap any tour plans or anything like that. So we really didn't care. Honestly, we really didn't even care when it came out specifically. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of weird to have it out during this time. Cause like we can't tour it and like, you know, see people's reactions to it. Like, this is the only way, like we appreciate you like saying you liked it. It's like, that's the only type of interaction we get, you know, when people like want to talk to us about it and tell us. And normally we would get that at like playing shows and we haven't been able to do that. So it's really weird not being able to do that part. <laughs> Oh man. Well, I'm glad that it it's out there. It's just, you know, a bummer we're, we're going to have to wait to see you guys all now go out and play some shows, you know, for it. Yeah, when yeah. it when it comes time, we want the LA show. Oh, for yes. sure. I got the already. <laughs> have you guys been out to LA? No, we have not gone out to the West Coast at all. We've been up to Canada and the East Coast, but Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. It's on my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, because... I've never even been to California. I really love to go. <laughs> oh, dude. It's awesome. I'm sure you'll hear that from friends, though, that have been out here, too. You don't need me to tell you that. 
I've been, um, I've been to LA once. I went, I saw Devo. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I flew out just to see Devo. <laughs> Where was that at? It was at, oh, shoot, I can't remember the name. Of it. Some really old, fancy kind of theater. It was when they were doing their, like, hardcore revival. It's like 2016, maybe, something like that. I don't, I don't remember the name of the venue, but it was a really cool old, like, theater place. Hmm. Kind of downtown, kind of like, I, I don't know. I don't Is know LA still there? I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, we could only think of the Ace Hotel and the Orpheum Theater. The Orpheum it might have been the Orpheum. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that place, it's been around for for a while. So, I mean, like I said, I just found out about you guys last year, and I noticed that you guys were going to be on Fest, too, so I'm hoping to see you guys there. Oh, yeah, we love Fest. We're supposed to. That'd be awesome. We have a slot for this 2021, so hopefully it'll happen. We'll be there. Hopefully the all the venues will still be there yeah. to have bands. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm happy to see that they're getting help, you know, financially. So hopefully that that'll be enough to hold it out until. Yeah. Oh my gosh, know. it was fest like not even fest this year it was so weird, and <laughs> I need an excuse to like just get together with everybody and like be around that environment, you know. So you've played fest before. Was have you only been out there to play, or have you also been out there for fun? Uh, for to Gainesville for fun. <laughs> um, no, Gainesville was cool, but no, just fest. I think. Yeah, I've only played fest. I'd never like attended it before. I was asked to play it, which I've gone to a couple before, but yeah. Okay. Mostly, mostly just for fest. That's cool. Yeah, I went in 2018, and I just no, sorry, 2019. I'm yeah. losing track of the years. Um, <laughs> And it was just hands down. I'm like, I don't want to come back, you guys. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. It's like a little we punk, were punk rock mecca situation. Yeah we, yeah, we played the last three years. Not obviously besides this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always like to find out, especially um, people that I haven't met and people from all over the world and all that. So I'm always curious to find out how people were introduced to music, like early on in their lives. So, what was your introduction to music, and what made you decide I want to play music? You want to go first, go. or okay? <laughs> it's weird. It's like I grew up around music. Um, my family played music, and I was always kind of infatuated by it. My sister's a singer, and also she sings really well. She like does shows here in town, and I started playing guitar to have something to do to get a little better than her I think a little bit <laughs> like it was kind of a competitive it was just always around though it was like I was listening to it growing up my dad was playing guitar like so it was really natural and I would just <laughs> get super into all kinds of different music from those two because my dad was like a pop country like diehard fan <laughs> so like I was introduced to so much like George Strait Garth Brooks Alan Jackson type stuff uh-huh. and then you know I'd get older I'd find you know all kinds of other things too. And I had like such a warped idea of what taste was because <laughs> I grew up around like pop country fans, I think. So it made me a little bit more like open-minded to things. And I don't know, I just, but it's hard to have an origin story, I think for it. Like music's always been around for me. <clears throat> My family used to get together on like weekends and drink and sing songs around a table and play cards. <laughs> like, so that's kind of the environment I've been in this whole time. 
And then you got to keep doing it. Once you start doing it, it's just kind of like you're doing it. I don't know how to explain that either, but yeah. It stops being for fun after a while and it becomes something you're just, you're doing it. (laughs) It's like a habit. (laughs) It's a good habit. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, like my parents had like musical talent as well. Like my mom played piano and my dad, was a, like a choir singer at church and stuff like that. But none of that music like ever really inspired me to do like create music on my own or like, you know, like the music I listened to as a kid. But once I became like a middle schooler and started getting into like Nirvana and Pearl Jam, cause that's like my era, that kind of stuff inspired me to like dig back a little further to like get into some of like the punk stuff that kind of inspired those, you know, early nineties alternative bands. And once I started hearing that stuff, I was like, Oh, this is really not that hard to play. So I originally <laughs> started by my, Two of my, you know, friends that lived in my neighborhood, the three of us just started like a band in my little bedroom at my mom's house. And I, I started originally playing drums, um, just to kind of something really to do with my friends. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's when I was like 13, 14. That's really cool. Well, how old were you guys when you started playing music? Sorry, I think I missed that. I was around 11 when I picked up a guitar. I had been singing since I can remember just because I grew up around it but yeah I was around 11 when I started playing guitar but I don't love telling people that because like I should be way better at guitar by that standard like over a decade of it like should not be <laughs> so shoddy still <laughs> uh yeah I mean like I kind of played piano when I was little but uh yeah I really started with drums when I was like yeah like 13 14 playing punk punk music hardcore fast <laughs> stuff really much different than the stuff I was <laughs> doing. Very too. different, yeah. We come from very different places. <laughs> uh, how old were you when you played your first show? Ooh. Like, real show? <laughs> <laughs> I started doing open mics as soon as I started able to, like, being able to go to the bars that they were happening at. So I was, like, 21 when I first started performing in front of, like, I don't want to say people I didn't know because in Springfield that's not real, but like people I wasn't as well acquainted with who didn't know I could do it. <laughs> so I was probably like, yeah, 20, 21 when I first started actually playing in front of people. <laughs> it's we, really scary. It's nerve wracking. <laughs> we started playing uh, like pretty early on. I think I was 14. Show in my mom's garage. Yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> we played the little skate, indoor skate park here. We played all kinds of weird places, but, but yeah, I've been doing it for a while. Mom's Garage is such a classic. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What was the first album you ever bought? I don't know. Okay, hold on. Which one I bought? I know the first one I ever had, but it was Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Yes. <laughs> Which is still a great record that I will stand by owning. Because, <laughs> um, you know, free Britney. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the first one I bought, though. I think it was weird because, like, when I first started purchasing music for myself, it was also during a time where we were all, I mean, okay, we weren't all legally downloading music. <laughs> but we were all legally you know, downloading music. So I don't know which one I first bought because I was, like, lime wiring Soldier mm. Boy, you know? <laughs> 
I mean, like, I had, like, tapes when I was a kid, like, you know, Michael Jackson and, you know, Vanilla Ice, all that good stuff. Nice. Uh, my first one that I actually bought, like, my own money, went to the store and bought it. We had, like, a little, like, head shop slash record, record store uh, called Rick's Rock Shop here in Springfield. It doesn't exist anymore, but I went there and I bought my first uh, vinyl record was uh, Slip It In by Black Flag. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which I still have it, I believe. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now that I'm trying to place it, I think the first one I like remember consciously buying might have been Under the Cork Tree at an FYE, and it was in one of those plastic things, <laughs> you know, they used to put them in. So oh, yeah. Like, I think that was the first one, was the third Fallout Boy album. <laughs> so oh, my much- God. Was that 2005 when that album was out? Probably, yeah, Under the Cork Tree. Because it had yeah. just come out, too, because like, I think... I had, like, just seen the Sugar We're Going Down video and was like, guys, you have to get to this band. And all my friends were like, no, whatever. And I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's taking me back, dude. Oh, my God. That was, like, the best stuff. What was the yeah. first concert you guys went to? Mine's, it's, my, these get more embarrassing than we have. It's all good. I'm going to answer first because mine's not cool. The first concert I went to was um, at Spain Treaty of Paris and Jack's Mannequin at Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. Oh my god, dude. I love Jack's Mannequin. So into Jack's Mannequin. Dude, hands down. Oh my god, yes. We played uh, Me and the Moon, that something corporate song is an encore, and me and my friend at the time were like crying. Like, this is the most magical thing that's ever happened. That's awesome. I've seen him See? like five times since then too. It's not cute. <laughs> I just, I hey, you know what? I'm with you. I mean, <laughs> Andrew McMahon, all his projects. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I'm not going down that route. Just I yeah. lost. <laughs> I've lost in the wilderness for sure. But like everything in transit forever. Yes, that's a great album. Okay. Oh, um, cool no, it's definitely not <laughs> my my first. I mean, my first concert was. Uh, MC Hammer, uh, Too Legit to Quit tour. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Sorry, we had to let our uh, ailing dog outside. Oh. <laughs> Where was that show at? MC Hammer? Yeah. Oh, it was like at our convention center here in Springfield. <laughs> It's really cool. The Springfield Convention Center gets a plethora of so random, like, acts. It's so silly. It's usually, like, the kind of crappy reunion where they smash a bunch of bands that kind of fit the same genre. They'll be, like, Poison, mm-hmm. Death Leopard, Snakes, right. or something like that, all in the yeah. same. But then, like, a Chris Stapleton will come through, and I'll be like, okay, that makes sense. And I was so mad at that show because I found out Margot Price was with him. I actually probably would have went to see Margot Price. <laughs> and uh, I've actually seen T-Pain at the convention center cool. with Gym Class Heroes. <laughs> oh, wow. Thursday. <laughs> I haven't heard Gym Class Heroes in a minute. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's one. taking me back. You know, I'm like, I can see that CD too. <laughs> yeah. What three bands, dead or alive, would you play a show with, and where would you play? I like where would you play. Um, ooh, 
three bands that we would play with. That's such a hard thing because I want to pick bands that I would want to see, but I don't want to pick bands that like there makes no sense at all for us to play <laughs> with. I would like to play with a band like Jawbreaker or Husker Du, or just because I've never seen Husker Du, that yeah. if I could resurrect them, Grant Hart from the Dead, <laughs> and play a show with him, that'd be amazing. That would be great. Uh, I would love to go play like a, a CBGB set, like on a Ramones night, would be amazing. And so wild, that would be great. Um, I would love to play one of those like all night Beatles Hamburg sets because they used to like take uppers all day and then stay up all night and play like 12 hours of like blues songs, but they play them at like double speed. There's like, I'm a super Beatles nerd. Look it up. There are like old recordings of Beatles songs that are like punk speed. Oh my <laughs> God. On drugs. It's not cute. <laughs> but I, I look would that up. One of those shows and like just experience it and then try to play our stuff next to their stuff when they're doing that and see like where it lines up. Cause I don't know. That would just be also if I could just resurrect the Beatles and hang out with them for a night. Like, yeah. I might never come back from that night. Also, great. if we could go back in time and play our music, we could probably blow a few minds. Oh, for sure. That would be great. <laughs> play the Globe Theater. They'd be like, what? <laughs> Shakespeare. What is this? <laughs> How do you guys stay positive? What's helped you out during the last year? Um, we don't. Uh, we stay negative. <laughs> We do Sorry, it's against the theme of your podcast. I think sometimes <laughs> we do kind of get our get ourselves moments to just like, because he, I don't know, sometimes he likes to like like doomsday think. I think so. He likes to think about like what if climate change happens and it's horrible. And he likes to go into depth about it, and I, I'll entertain him on it for like a little bit, you know, just because it's like interesting. But like after a while, I'm like, no, okay, we gotta stop because you're getting too spot on. <laughs> so basically, I think she's saying uh, the way to stay positive is to bury your head in the sand no maybe? you just gotta <laughs> don't ignore your negative that's i think the best advice for staying positive because the worst thing you could do is push all your negative feelings aside and then let them build up and fester you gotta like take time for yourself to like you know say your negative thought so it's out you know it's not sitting there anymore maybe that sounds kind of hippy dippy but i really believe stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could see that, um, you know, because I think at one point we all work with really, really nice people. Yeah. And then, like, if something, if someone did something to them and it, like, gets to the point where it keeps happening and then you'll see them explode and it's like, whoa. I mean, I've seen it happen, so that's why I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's like if you keep it 100, then you don't have to worry about that happening. And we're really good at, like, just being there, kind of talking to each other. We have good friends, you know? Like, yeah. Good support system helps you stay positive a lot. Shit's Creek. I've been watching a lot of Shit's Creek. Oh, yeah, so I need to get on that. That show's pretty wholesome and cute. <laughs> it won't make you feel bad, really. <laughs> and Catherine O'Hara is great in it. <laughs> I must That's get one. on that. I wish I had better advice for staying positive during the pandemic. It's not easy. <laughs> No, I get it, guys. It's uh, it's been tough, especially um, just everything else that's been going on. No, it's wild. So, it's I think it, I don't know. I feel like it might be hard to answer like what the plans are for the year because again, we don't know 
what um what's gonna happen this year you know i know hopefully fest happens this year Mm -hmm. um what else would you all like to do once we're able to get out there and do stuff again okay i'm definitely in like no disrespect to anybody out there who's you know straight edge i get it but the first thing i'm doing is ordering like an actual cocktail at an actual bar that's made by an actual bartender who knows how to make one. Oh man. <laughs> I cannot wait for that. Or like just to go to a restaurant and order a meal I'm not going to make for myself. Mm-hmm. And then the dishes are going to have like someone else does them. And like, I've been the person who does the dishes too. So like, I don't like, you know, I'm not like, yeah. I can't wait to not have to do my own dishes, but like, <laughs> I just can't wait to just be able to have like those weird little, like luxuries that we definitely missed. And then just to like be around people and to be around shows. And I want to play fest so bad. Are you going to be at fest if it's happening in 2021? Yes. Awesome. I will be there again. <laughs> knock on wood. Um, I mean, I think it'd be nice to, you know, hope for things to be back to normal by summer, but even if they are, I don't think there's really the possibility of kind of trying to book a tour at that point, just because there's too much uncertainty, so many places are closed or on their future success is uncertain. So, yeah. I mean, I think you'll have to kind of go to Fest and then we may be looking at 2022 if we're going to try and set up a tour and kind of yeah. see what it's just, it's not easy uh, with our level of uh, popularity. I don't know how to say <laughs> it. Like, we're not very well known band as you are aware um so there's gonna be a there's gonna be a mad scramble for bands to try to book shows yeah. and tours and all these venues are going to be booked up as soon as, w- the ones that are left are going to be all booked up for like a year plus i'm assuming yeah it's going to be tough sledding for for low low level low interest bands <laughs> but i think we'll be okay in springfield we can probably get, and then maybe once we can, like, like outdoor stuff starts show. opening in here like we'll yeah. have some shows like i look forward to that honestly because i think that's where a lot of this is going to start too is like us kind of getting back in our own communities first and i'm like so angry at people who are breaking the pandemic quarantine rules because i think that there could be this really like beautiful communal moment where we're all like free of it that like will be nice and we'll all have to like experience it together but everyone's like just going out and doing stuff anyway and i'm like you're spoiling it <laughs> Yeah, I sound such a, such a hippie. I'm like, oh, I just want us to all get together and have a beautiful moment. I do. Yeah, no, um, I feel like you put that perfectly because uh, I've been feeling the same thing. I just never know how to word it. <laughs> I really think because so many of us are still feeling this way, we will still have a good moment. Where we'll be able to like get back together and play shows again, you know, and it'll be fun. I have nothing else to ask unless there's anything else you would like to plug in or talk about. No, just the, uh, the album is called Get Wise. It's on Jumpstart Records and uh, and stream on Spotify or Bandcamp or yeah. whatever you like to do with your music. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Hopefully I'll get to see you guys this fall. Knock on wood. Yeah, come and see us at Fest. Yeah, and again... If you're going to Fest or if you have a Fest Pass, I, I can't remember if it's sold out or not, but check out Attic Salt. <laughs> yeah, so there you go.
So that was my conversation with Alyssa and Andy. Please check out Attic Salt and follow them on social media. Thank you again to Alyssa and Andy for being guests on the podcast. If you haven't yet, please check out the Keep It Posy podcast playlist on Spotify. Washington Street, off of Attic Salt's latest album, Get Wise, has been added to the playlist. Get Wise is out now via Jumpstart Records. As always, you can hit me up via email or social media. Keepitposy.com for all the contact info. Thank you again to everyone for listening to another episode of the Keep It Posy podcast. Please take care of yourself and watch out for each other. Stay posy always. And remember, life is like a mosh pit. If you see someone fall, you gotta help that person get back up.